Greetings, lovelies, and welcome to the Sexy Stories podcast, where we revel in deliciously naughty tales of all things sensual, supernatural, and fantastic. My name is Virginia. Please, come and join me in my parlour. We are getting closer to season two of The Manor, so set your calendars for the 10th of November and the return of Lucy and all her mismatched found family. This week on Sexy Stories, we have magic and a fantastical religion coming together for libidinous delight. Raven is the chosen of the goddess Silara, her high priestess and vessel among mortals. This gives her great power and some interesting duties when the goddess calls upon her. It is time for the goddess's son to be reborn into the world and Raven is eager to act as the human mother, but every child needs a father too. Welcome to Her Will Be Done, Heir of the Goddess. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Raven strode into the conclave, the metal-tipped heels of her boots clicking on the stone floor. Several sets of eyes opened in shock at her presence, but several did not. She marked which was which. It never hurt to know who had the brains in the operation. This is a meeting of Mesca Magicare, men only, Garul, head of the conclave, said as soon as he saw her. Oh, I know, she replied with a smile, walking right into the middle of the ritual chamber. It's the boys' club I want to play with. Many times she had been accused of having a flair for the dramatic, so really it should have surprised no one when she dropped her robe after she spoke. It was the only thing she had been wearing except for her boots and the necklace that marked her as the chosen of the goddess Celara. She had had the boots specially made of the softest leather and they laced all the way up to just over her knees, inlaid with metalwork at each lace point to match the necklace. She liked to be eye-catching. Not that many eyes had made it much further than her breasts yet, except for Darin, but then everyone knew his tastes ran more to the male of the species. What is the meaning of this? one member of the conclave demanded from somewhere to her left. She didn't bother finding out who, because Garul said nothing, looking her up and down. Is it that time again? He asked as she smiled at his attention. It is, she told him. Garul, 
one of the other wizards started to ask, but Garul silenced him by raising a hand. Garul walked up to her, lacing his fingers into the hair at the base of her neck and pulling her in for a bruising kiss. She felt it right to her core, warmth spreading between her legs. When he released her, she laughed, a deep, sexy laugh. My lords, Garul said, turning to the assembled conclave, today we are blessed. Our age is blessed. The goddess has spoken. She wants a son. Raven heard several muttered expletives. Every man there knew the sacred histories. The son of Celara always brought a golden age, but he also brought conflict and war. No doubt, several members of the ruling conclave were calculating how they could orchestrate this to bring them the most gain. The others weren't worth considering. I am her vessel, Raven announced to the room, and one of you will provide the seed. Glances passed between many of them. Garul? someone asked. She turned. Garul is your leader and would be worthy, but as decreed, fate will decide, Raven replied. I offer my body to each and every one of you. So has the goddess spoken, so shall it be. So shall it be, Garul intoned beside her. It was more than clear that the only one who knew how to deal with this situation other than her was Garul, so Raven took matters into her own hands. She strutted towards the end of their large oak table, inspecting it and brushing off some imaginary dirt. It never hurt to show who was in charge. Turning back to her audience, she leaned on the table, perching her bottom on the smooth wood. Raven cupped her left breast in one hand, rubbing it with a light, sensual touch while looking Garul straight in the eye. Licking her fingers, she tweaked the nipple, biting her lip as she pinched it to hardness, the little shocks of delight pooling in her belly. Letting her eyes flick to the next wizard, she did the same with her other breast, reveling in every moment. She could see his pupils dilating. Dancing her fingers lightly over her skin, she moved them slowly over each mound of her breasts, down over her ribs and stomach, slipping her fingers either side of her pussy. She moaned in the back of her throat as the arousal throbbed through her, displayed as she was for so many gazes. Lying back, lifting her legs up and apart, she stroked the inside of her thighs. 
Bringing her right hand back to her mouth, she sucked her fingers, while her left parted her soft folds. Now they could see everything, and she paused momentarily to give them all a good look. The ache in her thighs was worth the focus it gained her, as she pulled her fingers from her mouth with a pop. She smiled and fluttered her eyelids, swapping between several targets. Her fingers were eager and slick as she slid them either side of her clit, squeezing just a little as she slowly touched herself. My body is her vessel, she said, closing her eyes and putting her head back. Do her will. Her pussy throbbed as she heard clothing being shed. Dipping her fingers further down, she pushed them into herself, luxuriating in the feeling of being opened. Bringing them back covered in her own juices, she made sure she was slick and ready. She had been planning this for days, and she was more than wet. When she sensed another presence close to her, she withdrew her fingers, looping her hands under her thighs to hold them in place. However, she kept her head back and her eyes closed, like the demure little virgins most of these men probably expected women to be. The last thing she needed was wizards with performance anxiety. The first touch was hesitant and completely off target. Yes, she said, to encourage her first partner to do better. This did seem to give him some confidence as she felt him adjust, the head of his cock probing between her folds. Now he was doing better. Her will be done, she said because he hesitated again. Now he finally pushed forward, and she moaned as his cock slid into her waiting body. Being the first, even though she was aroused, she was still tight, and there was just a slight burn. It made her purr, and his gasp of arousal was most gratifying. She opened her eyes and smiled at Laron, one of the youngest members of the conclave. He met her eyes as he pushed fully home. His cock was long, filling her up, but not overly wide, a very good starting place. Give me your seed, Raven said, voice low and husky as she squeezed around him. It would be my pleasure, my lady, Leron replied. Please forgive my reticence. I did not wish to cause you discomfort. Your consideration is noted, she replied, but before she could say any more, he moved, a swift pull back and thrust in, making her gasp. She didn't mind admitting he had surprised her. She could feel the controlled strength in his frame and the swirl of magic in his veins. 
It made her nerves sing with pleasure. This was going to be very enjoyable. Oh yes, she said, letting it dissolve into a moan as he repeated the movement. She didn't have to act at all. When he reached her down, his big hand slipping under her ass, she groaned her encouragement as he lifted her hips while still seated within her. As he thrust again, he proved he knew exactly what he was doing. It was a much better angle. Now he began to fuck her in earnest. She could feel every inch of his delightful cock as he rocked his hips, setting a firm, decisive rhythm. With each stroke, she could feel her pussy getting wetter as she let him take her. She released her thighs, allowing him all the control, putting her arms up either side of her head. Arching her back, she spread her legs as far as she could, taking every bit of him deep inside. She could feel the strong thread of his life force and the swirl of his magic, and she let him touch a reflection of her own. It was only part of all she was, but then it paid to be underestimated. Moaning, she threaded her fingers into her hair, closing her eyes once more. With each thrust, she sounded her enjoyment. Well, over-sounded in truth, but this was all about the end goal. She was having fun, just not quite as much as she let him believe. As she heard his breathing becoming more erratic, she upped the noises she was making. Yes, my lord Laron, she encouraged. Yes, please. He thrust harder, movements nowhere near as smooth, until he pushed in deeply one more time, body stiffening and a cry on his lips. Her will be done, Raven whispered. She felt the life and power release into her as he came, and she tightened her hips, holding him in place as he shuddered, squeezing with her inner walls until he was empty. Thank you, my lord, she said, releasing her grip as he blinked down at her, a somewhat dazed expression on his face. He had the wherewithal to lower her gently to the table, before pulling out carefully and walking backwards. His step was gratifyingly unsteady. Raven did enjoy having that effect on men. She allowed her legs to drop for a moment, looking around the room. Some of the conclave had only removed their outer robes and opened their breeches. Others had stripped off to varying degrees like Laron, Several had their cocks in their hands and were eyeing her with hungry gazes. "'Who is next, my lords?' she asked, pulling her thighs apart again. There was technically no hierarchy within the conclave, except for Garul being the leader. 
But when one of the older members moved, the younger gave way. It seemed that now Leron had proved the principle, everyone was much more enthusiastic. She took three more on her back, her arousal building with every cock pulsing inside her. But her thighs were getting tired, and the base of her spine a little sore on the wood. As Darren withdrew, having performed his duty, and had done a decent job despite his natural proclivities, Raven put her legs down and sat up. She could feel the damp slide of cum on the inside of her thighs, but there was plenty to go round. Standing, she turned her back on the assembly, before leaning over the table and spreading her legs. The next in line needed no more encouragement. Raven hummed in appreciation as he slid into her warm, very wet folds without any need for directions. The new angle made her pussy throb and her nerves light up with pleasure. This wasn't supposed to be about pleasure on her part. It was a ceremony, but she was damned if she wasn't going to take it where she could get it. She thought she might even be able to come without touching herself from this angle. As it turned out, Rez wasn't much use for that. Clearly, he had been enjoying himself quite a lot just watching, because he came with only a couple of thrusts. The power burst was nice, but that was the most she could say about the experience. It was fun to find out some reputations were deserved as well, however, Carvale was the subject of quite a bit of gossip for being well endowed and a favourite of several female and male members of the nobility. Raven enjoyed finding out just how well endowed a little while later. He had her clinging to the table as his cock opened and filled her, stroke after stroke, she did come on his cock as he released inside her. He left her breathless, and it took her a few moments to gather her wits. She made a mental note to seek him out at a later date. There were twelve members of the conclave, and eleven took their turn, leaving Raven's pussy throbbing and her nerves humming with power. That left just one, Garul. Well, my lady, he said, walking up behind her and running a hand over her buttock. She looked over her shoulder, taking him in in one glance. He had removed no clothes at all, merely unlaced his breeches and pulled himself free. He was even still wearing his robe, obscuring both of them from all other eyes. He stroked his cock with his free hand, languidly looking her up and down. And finally, we finish the goddess's will, he said, moving in close. She hummed as he stroked her ass, massaging her cheeks with his big hands. 
Are you ready for me? He asked, leaning over her and whispering. She turned her head a little again and smiled. Always, she replied. He spread her, using his fingers to sweep her cum-filled juices further up. She had been waiting for this, anticipating it, and she pushed herself up, arching her back for the perfect angle. His cock touched her entrance, but not her pussy. She relaxed as best she could. As he pushed into her ass. she groaned deeply. She had prepared for this as they agreed, but the pounding she had taken had tightened her up somewhat. This had to look like a man sliding into a well-used pussy, so Garoul did not pause. She made a soft, moaning sound, taking all he offered. This was what they had agreed. Although she could affect which men's sperm was most viable, she could not be 100% certain, so they had to fake it. Garoul fathering the child would have been disastrous. Anyone finding out he was not playing by the rules would have been worse. Garoul had spread oil on his cock as he stroked himself, but it still burned as he sank into her ass. She mewed her delight. Garoul works his magic, she heard someone say. He paused when he was fully seated within her, and her pussy pulsed in anticipation, the difference in the feeling of openness, of being filled, reignited her desire and she flexed her hips, just to feel the length of him even more. My lady is anxious, Garoul said, and she could hear the amusement in his voice. My lord teases me, she replied. That would be unforgivable, he said, pulling back his hips and pushing forward again in one smooth move. Raven gasped, her fingers going white on the edge of the table. She so wanted to touch herself, but that would have been unfitting of the situation. All she could do was hold on as he began to fuck her with firm, even thrusts that had her moaning with every one. He was big. He stretched her whole. It was delicious, and he made her feel more used than taking every single one of the others, even as her pussy dripped with their cum. He always knew how to make her nerves sing. I would bend you over like this every night if I could, he whispered, leaning close so only she could hear. Fuck you where everyone can see how well you take my cock. She moaned. When magic flows through your veins as you carry the child and you are desperate for it, maybe I will, he continued. Would you like that? Yes, she replied as her body accepted his cock in a slow, glorious glide. 
As she responded, he slipped a hand around her side, dipping his fingers into her wet folds. She jerked, not expecting the touch and the hot shots of pleasure it sent through her. They say, my lady, Garoul said, louder this time so the others could hear, that conception is aided by the complete pleasure of the woman. It would be remiss of us to ignore this wisdom. Raven moaned rather than replying, enjoying the sensations coursing through her body too much to worry about words. She would have kissed him if she could. His other hand came up, cupping one of her breasts, and he stroked her and tweaked her nipple as he continued to thrust. The drag of his cock inside her, the firm caress of his fingers on her clit and the pinch on her nipple, not too hard, not too soft, had her gasping. Garoul knew her body so well, not that those in the conclave could have guessed how well. They had been lovers far longer than even those who thought they knew were aware, and Garoul used all that knowledge. My lord, she panted breathlessly, because she had to warn him she was right on the edge. My lady, was all he replied, and she couldn't hold it off any longer. She had come once, but not like this. This exploded from her core, moving outward like a shockwave, making her shake and cry out with no control over her reactions. She loved every second of it. Garoul fucked her through it, pulling back his hands and holding her hips as he increased his pace. If she hadn't been enjoying herself so much, she might have been embarrassed about the amount of noise she was making. When he stilled inside her, shuddering, the outflow of life energy and magic set off all kinds of aftershocks in her strung-out system. Raven was all too aware she couldn't have moved if she wanted to as she collapsed on the table. The whimper that escaped her lips as Garoul carefully pulled out was entirely involuntarily. My lady's robe, he said, still standing close. As she recovered, Raven found herself being clothed and gently helped to stand. My lords, Garoul said, may her will be done. So shall it be, they all replied. The goddess's blessings be with all of you, Raven said, standing tall and proud in the centre of the room. The fire crackled in the grate as Raven walked into Garoul's private chambers. He smiled at her as she took the goblet from his hand and downed the rest of the wine it contained. It was warming as it slid down her throat. You surpassed yourself today, he said, and she gave him a smile for that. Mortals are so easy to manipulate. You were very convincing yourself, she replied, placing the goblet on the mantelpiece before sitting herself in his lap. You should watch Laron and Quinar, though. They have brains. I had noticed, 
Guru replied, accepting it when she leant in to steal a wine-flavoured kiss. They will make good generals. Just what I was thinking, she agreed. She liked it when they were on the same page. They had had thousands of years to learn to work together, but just occasionally they disagreed. It made life interesting. Which one is the father? Gruel asked, placing a hand on her stomach. Rez, she revealed with a shrug, no loss. I've slowed the process a little. He'll wither, but he shouldn't die until after the babe is born. I'll make sure his heir is ready, Garul agreed, nodding. Our spies will make it look like a sneak attack from Palos, and we can use it to ignite the masses. It's more use than Rez has ever been alive, Raven laughed. Once it had been an honour to give up life and magic to bring forth the son of Solara. Men had competed to be the father. But times had changed. Knowledge had been lost to history. Quite deliberately on her and Garul's part, the cattle of humanity no longer even knew she and Garul were immortals. Every fifty years there was a ceremony, where they passed on their mantle to the next in line, giving over their name and their status. That they were endless beings brought into being by the goddess herself, that merged with a new vessel each time, was something they no longer wished the world to know. It was safer that way. The child would be born and grow to majority in only a few years. Raven would teach him all he needed to know, and he would lead the people to bloody victory in the name of the goddess. Her hunger would be satisfied, and Raven and Garul would once again secure their hold on power. Thus the cycles always turned. Raven smiled. I was thinking of taking Carvale for a ride. He is very good with that cock of his, she commented. I noticed that as well, Garul replied, smiling back at her. Would you like to join me in the game, she asked. We can always claim it is the power of the goddess demanding fulfilment. Now Garul laughed. You are going to be even more insatiable than last time, he declared, and she did not disagree. It had been over five hundred years since the last time, and she had worn many different faces since. But this was one of her favourite duties. Such powerful machinations, and such sinful abandon. So much fun, don't you think? Raven and Garul seem to have their domain under their eternal control. It makes one wonder if they will ever find something that knocks their plans off their axis. And speaking of world domination, this week's ebook is an exclusive for newsletter members only. So if you would like a copy, and all the other freebies for newsletter members, 
pop on over to virginiawaits.com and dive into this week's blog post for details. We deplore spam, so never fear on that account. For those missing the manor, Lucy and all her oddball family will be back on the 10th of November 2020 with new and exciting episodes for season two. It would make me very, very happy if you would please do me the honour of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a sensual episode. Thank you. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org